Welcome to What's the Farm Podcast. My name is Rob Sharkey. I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm a farmer from Illinois, and I'm also host of Shark Farmer Radio. And I'm the other co-host, Leslie Kelly, also known as High Heels and Canola Fields, and a wife, a mother, and a farmer who lives in uh, Saskatchewan. How was your Christmas, Leslie? It was fan-freaking-tastic. How about you? I Well, I guess... Uh, now I feel like maybe it's not that good because I wouldn't have described it as fan freaking tastic. Mine was laid back. I enjoyed oh, nice. it. Good. And what did you get? Ah, uh, a puppy. Aww. Yeah, we got a, a little French bulldog. Aww. And what did you name her? Well, the scientific name for corn is Zia Maze, so we named her Maisie. Aww. I have a friend whose girl is named Maisie. That's adorable. They named their daughter after corn? They did, but up here in Canada, well, where there isn't a lot of corn, I don't think they intentionally did it for corn. Maybe I should get a dog, and I'll name my dog Canola. That actually would work. I'm surprised you don't have a dog. Uh, it has um, been quite the debate for the last few years, and I think I'm going to lose pretty soon. To me, a dog makes a household, I'm just going to say. Well, I did have a dog, and, and he died, and that was really hard on me. Well, they do that. But hey, let's not dwell, because you know what's coming up in just like a day or two? A new decade. A new decade, and and we get to, say, uh, piss off to 2019. Yeah, I, maybe friendly, maybe like goodbye, see you later. Yeah, you go funny. ahead. You go ahead and tell it goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to tell it to say worse and... <laughs> 2019 was rough, but like there were some really good things that happened too. Overall, I thought 2019 was full of blessings for our family, but I will say one of, no, I will say the absolute worst planting season that we've ever had. Yes, planting and harvest. We'll say goodbye. Is that better? Yes. Okay. I like that. <laughs> okay. I was hoping that we would do something positive to bring in the new year, and you went along with that idea. Yeah, because you are a fairly positive person, right? <laughs> I'm nothing if if not positive. So <laughs> I, I uh, sent out something on Twitter. This is going back a ways, looking for something positive, and someone messaged me. And it just, when I read it, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is kind of what I was hoping. So I thought a great way to kick off the new decade and kind of put the old one behind us would be to talk to Hannah Roberts. How you doing, Hannah? I'm good. How are y'all? Well, we're good. Uh, you sound different than Leslie. <laughs> I do. Um, in South Georgia, where we say a lot of things in a lot of different ways. So, so you're not just in Georgia, you're South Georgia. South, S-O-U-F, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know where Georgia is, Leslie? I, well, it's south. <laughs> if you say you know where Atlanta is, that doesn't count, because that doesn't cover the oh. rest of the state of Georgia. I have flown into Atlanta, so I know where exactly wh where that is. She said that just doesn't count, though, because she's, <laughs> she's south. I mean, she's uh, darn near to the ocean. Are you having phone issues, Hannah? Uh, no, sir. Okay. You don't have to call me, sir. That's so official. It's, it's, it's a habit, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can you call Leslie, ma'am? 
No. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, wow. That makes me sound old. Well, that's because you are. Uh, Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I grew up in Douglas, Georgia, which is about two hours west of the Georgia coast and about an hour and a half north of the Florida line. Grew up, my family raised purebred Hereford cattle. Me and my sister showed, participated in 4-H SSA. Father was a cooperative extension agent through the University of Georgia. Our mom taught high school home economics. So, you know, growing up in the rural South and having cattle from an early age, I knew that this is something I wanted to work in for the rest of my life. Just, it came easy to me. It was very familiar to me and it set me apart from other people. And I just, I just love everything about it. After graduating high school, I decided to go to Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, which is located in Tifton, Georgia. It's about four hours south of Atlanta. It's a very small school, um, mostly known for two-year programs. But actually, during my time there, they added on the bachelor's program for agricultural education, you know, going through that process and meeting new professors and all those different things. Me and 25 other students actually became part of the very first class of students to graduate with a four-year degree in agricultural education from ABAC. And how old are you, Hannah? I'm currently 23. Uh, I don't even remember 23. I think I do. You think you, you think you remember 23. <laughs> well, you've been 29 for how many years now? <laughs> a very, very, very long time. <laughs> So you saw Rob's tweet about asking for positive stories, and what led you into texting him back? So the final semester of our degree program requires us to student teach. So we go into a school with an ag teacher, with an ag program, and we basically kind of shadow them for a few weeks and then slowly kind of start teaching classes on our own until we're teaching all the classes, you know, getting that experience of planning lessons, working with students, actually getting up and teaching, as well as all of the kind of extracurricular things that go along with ag education, you know, training students for competitions, helping them with their livestock projects, all those different things that go on. Basically, wherever they go, we go. You know, for a student coming in, never having done that before, you know, it's pretty nervous don't know what you're going to get into exactly. You know, you don't know how the students are going to respond. You don't know exactly how well, you know, you and your cooperating teacher are going to work together. There's a lot of unknowns, but I went into it with an open mind. You know, it really turned out to be one of the most spectacular semesters of my life. Um, Everything about it, it was just fantastic. It was just the most amazing experience I could ask for as far as a college education and real-world skills and experience. It was such an amazing time. I just really wanted to share that with someone because it was the highlight of my year. Well, were you nervous? Because I could imagine I would be because you're just coming out of college. Now you got to turn around and you've got to face these punks that are in the school desk and you don't quite know if they're going to be nice or not. Right. So our college advisors, you know, basically put us with a teacher that, meet certain criteria and people that they know personally will work well with a prospective ag teacher. And uh, I was placed with my teacher. And when they told me where I was going to go, the school I was going to be at, 
I almost asked my advisor, I said, they actually have an ag program because the way things are structured in Georgia ag education is there's different regions and within different regions, there's different areas and the school was in the South region and, you know, the Southern part of the state of Georgia. And I never heard, you know, the school, you know, you never really saw them at competitions or heard about them winning different awards or things. It really was a shock to me that they had an ag program, but I talked to some people and asked some, some of my friends that who was this place and different things. And they told me who the teacher was and how wonderful she was. And I actually met her. They were having some competitions at our college campus towards the end of that fall semester, right before our student taught. And I met her and we talked in different things and I figured out pretty quick, you know, I was like, all right, you know, this is going to be okay. Like, we're going to get along. This is going to be fantastic, you know. And it really did turn out to be such a wonderful relationship that I built with her. Why was this teaching experience so great for you and positive? I guess on my end, kind of going into student teaching, my biggest concerns were for me personally, you know, how am I going to find my style? How am I going to find who I am as a teacher? You know, kind of just some of those things you figure out as you go, like your style, how you put your own spin on it, you know, what feels comfortable to you. That was a concern, of course, students and how well you're going to handle them is always a concern. And really for me, I was concerned with what kind of relationship I was going to have with my cooperating teacher. Is it going to be someone who is, you know, stern and cold and harsh when they go to correct me? Or is it going to be someone who's, you know, a little more gentler and just be like, hey, you know, you messed this up, but it's okay because now we can do this, this, and this. You know, all three of those things very quickly, as soon as I started, all those fears went away. The kids at that school, they were absolutely fantastic, you know, very respectful. They were interested in being there. They wanted to learn. You know, we got along well, um, you know, no discipline problems. And then again, my cooperating teacher, I don't think I could have found another person on this earth who was more like me. We were so alike and not only, you know, just kind of our teaching philosophies and our personalities. It even got to the point where some days we would show up and we were dressed exactly alike, you know, same (laughs) color scheme, everything. Uh, I mean, it it really was funny. She's turned out to be one of the, you know, greatest role models I've had in my life. And, you know, I just can't thank her enough for everything she did for me and everything she helped me learn. And um, I'm forever indebted to her for everything she's done for me. So you don't like her very much. Eh, (laughs) Did you watch a bunch of teaching movies like before you started and go in there like all bright eyed and bushy tailed? With my mom being a high school teacher, yeah, she taught home economics or family consumer science as it's called today. And, you know, she's told me her horror stories of kids being rude and disrespectful or, she gave me, you know, the real deal, a real look at it. And growing up in some of those ag classes, I knew, and they're not always sitting there, pencils ready, ready to learn and ready to hang on to your every word. Some of them, you know, they need a little bit more encouragement. Some of them need a good talking to, to put it lightly. <laughs> but I knew it's 
you know, it's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And, I mean, you can even have the best kids and the best program and still have bad days. I mean, there were plenty of days I, you know, went home and I was driving and I was like, do I really want to do this with my life? Is this really what I want to do? It did not take me very long thinking that to go back and say, no, this is it. I know this is it. I know this is what I want to do. Today was a bad day and that's okay. One of my most favorite teacher movies is <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. What? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> kindergarten so Cop? That is uh, a, he's teaching, <laughs> yes, literally kindergartners. Yeah, but like, I've been around, like, I've had a few hours every so often with preschoolers, and it's hard. Like, after two hours, I'm ready for a nap. He was a cop and came in, and they changed him, and then he turned out to be a great teacher. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, he did, <laughs> uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger. The uh, best part in that is when he got so frustrated with the kids, and he got a headache, and the kid's like, maybe it's a tumor, and he snaps. It's not a tumor. <laughs> not a tumor. <laughs> No, come on, Hannah. It has to be Dead Poet Society, right? Wasn't that an inspiration for you? And and don't you secretly hope at the end of the year all the <laughs> students stand on top of their desk and go, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." I mean, that would certainly be nice. You know, I wouldn't. <laughs> at that point, I wouldn't tell them or ask them to sit down. Yes. But um, I do have some <laughs> kindergarten t- cop top stories for later if y'all like to see them. <laughs> What do these kids know about agriculture? So the school where I was, it was a very rural community, agriculture, row cropping, beef cattle, and a lot of poultry are um, very common in that county. That county is also home to one of the largest plant nurseries on this side of the Mississippi. So horticulture and um, agronomy, things like that are very familiar to a lot of these students, some of them either do you know work-based learning and after two classes at school they go work on a farm or some of them you know they grow up with it their parents are farmers or their parents work at the nursery and different things like that so it's something that a lot of them are very familiar with you know they're used to riding down the road and seeing cows or they might pass a dozen cotton fields riding the bus on the way to school but there's still you know there's always those things that can teach them or things that they didn't know before so they did have a good level of base knowledge, and they were somewhat familiar with the things we would talk about. And then, you know, there are some things that, you know, it was just like light bulbs, you know, mind blown that they, you know, didn't know that that's how that worked. That's kind of what you live for is, you know, those light bulb moments where they finally get it, and it's like, now it all makes sense. And you, inside you're just like, yeah, I got it. I did it. Now, being an egg education teacher, what do you need? Because I'm wondering as a parent and as a farmer, what do you need to be successful? The first thing you need to be a teacher, period. I mean, probably going to sound cliche or like something that you see somebody share on Facebook. You know, it's an absolute fact. You know, you've got to care about the kids that you're there to work with every day. Some of them are easier to love than others. And some of them... I mean, it's just really frustrating, and even the good ones frustrate you, you know, sometimes. But you've got to be there, and you've got to want to love on and help and be with those kids. You can have all the knowledge in the world about agriculture. You can have, you know, a dozen different PhDs in, you know, the subject area and things, but you've got to have the heart to work with those kids 
and, you know, to just love on them and help them any way you can. Again, you know, that sounds kind of sunshine and rainbows or sounds like a motivational poster you see in the teacher's copy room. But, I mean, you really do. You've got to (laughs) – ultimately, that's why you're there. Someone came up to me right now and said, you know, hey, Hannah, what do you want to do with your life? Just not in any kind of context. I mean, I would tell them – I want to love people and I want to talk about agriculture. And, you know, as an ag teacher, you get to do those things every single day. From a young age, I knew that just talking to people about, even if it was just, you know, having my show calf there at the Georgia National Fair and people walking through, is it, you know, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it, you know, like, what are you doing? Just, you know, talking to them about that, even, you know, at eight years old, I mean, it was just, I love that, you know, helping them figure out something that they didn't know before they can walk away knowing something that they didn't know. I just, I love that. I don't know everything about every sector of agriculture. There's a lot of things still don't know about and that's okay. But being willing to like care about those kids and know that they come in your classroom sometimes they've had a bad day before they get there and you know sometimes you've had a bad day before they get there I mean just remembering that they're human just like you and you know they have struggles and different things that they carry around with them just kind of keeping that in the back of your mind and not getting caught up in you know the test and the material and all that different kind of stuff just treating them like people and just trying to help them out and help them be a little bit better when they walk out of your classroom than when they walked in that day. That's good to hear because we've all had good teachers, right? We've all had bad teachers, but we've all had good teachers that have really made a difference in our lives. And to some extent, there's people that have had teachers that have made all the difference in their lives. So you make a good point about, yes, you never know what's going on in the, those little punks lives. You know, they could be having a very bad situation with whatever. So to get caught up on just the one thing, the test numbers and all this, or for them to be kind of grumpy one day, I think that shows a lot of maturity for you as a teacher already. Did we lose Hannah? Hannah, are you there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I paid you a compliment. Just say thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm, I don't know how to take compliments. Yeah, I apologize, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, I love that. It's true, though, isn't it, Leslie? It is. I'll just go silent. <laughs> That's so getting left uh, in. <laughs> so I'm wondering, Hannah, as a farmer, and you are an egg education teacher. What would you like farmers to do to help you in the classroom? Uh, That's a really good question. Where I've grown up and the areas where uh, I've had the opportunity to teach, um, we've been fortunate that, you know, we've had very supportive farmers and ag industries in the community that will donate towards prize money at the county hog show or being willing to bring in materials or something that you need for a lesson to help students understand something better. You know, they've been fantastic. And whether it's the individual farmers or different organizations like Farm Bureau, Ag Credit, you know, different companies and things like that. As a teacher, it's always easy to say, well, you know, if they could donate or, you know, if y'all could give us some money, you know, we could do a lot of things. And, you know, not that that's not appreciated or not welcome, 
But part of it may be just taking the time to invest in that local program. You know, you're a dairy farmer and you know that they've got um, a dairy judging competition coming up. Maybe communicating with that ag teacher and saying, hey, you know, if you need to come out here and practice and look at some things, you know, you're more than welcome. Or maybe if you're a soybean farmer or something and, you know, you're talking about nutrients and soil during um, horticulture class, you know, just kind of, I guess, being there to kind of share, you know, their story or share their information or, you know, really just come talk about what they do. Even in those rural areas where kids are familiar with agriculture, to have somebody to come in and be like, you know, hey, this is what I do. Like, this is what it looks like to, you know, do all these things. Like, all these things that you're learning right now, all the science, all the, you know, mechanics, all the processes, I have to take all these things into consideration every single day to do what I have to do. And, you know, this is how I make it all work. Um, Sometimes just that real world, real life, you know, getting to see it hands-on, or I guess you can't see things hands-on, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I kind of hear it straight from the horse's mouth. It can be, you know, kind of eye-opening or inspiring for them. But um, whether it's physically coming in or, you know, just kind of taking the time to talk to that ag teacher and be like, you know, hey, is there anything you need? If you ever need anything with this, this, or this, reach out to me. Or if you need this, I can get you in touch with someone else. Each program is different. Each program has their specialties. Each program has, you know, areas that they're weak in. So just, I guess, for the local farmer to take the time to, you know, have that conversation with that ag teacher, that program, you know, just kind of, you know, what do you need or what do you do? I think that's kind of the first step um, to start building that relationship and um, making it beneficial for everybody involved. Very well said. I think it's great. I think it's um, great when people want to do something and then when they get doing it, they find out that, yes, this is what I've always wanted to do. This is what I made to do. So it's it's pretty cool that you've kind of found your calling. It is. And, you know, like I said, you know, there were days that, you know, I left and I felt like I was on cloud nine. I'll never forget um, the very first day, which was, you know, pre-planning. No students were at the school yet. We just did things in the classroom, got things ready, went to different faculty meetings, which I'm not going to lie, they weren't very exciting. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then we went and way to kids show pig, just, you know, very simple things. But I left that day and I was just so excited. I was like, I can't wait for this to get started and get going. And those last couple of days there were, you know, I didn't want to leave. I kind of wanted to go to the CTAE director and be like, can y'all please give me a job? Because I really don't want to leave here. I love it so much. Well, Hannah, that is so great to hear. And I don't know how hard it is, but seeing all the things of what my teacher friends do and those within my network who do teaching, it takes a special person. And it sounds like you have a heart of gold and a big heart. So thank you for going forward with that career. And it sounds like you're going to do an amazing job at it. I appreciate you uh, sharing this with us, Hannah, because, I mean, we all know how important teachers are. And, of course, all of us in ag have a, a special spot for ag teachers. So 
I'm glad that you found something that makes you happy. And I, I can only imagine the difference you're going to make throughout your career. Thank you. See, see how easy that was. Just say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Hannah. And for all of those, we hope you tune in next time in 2020. That's right. <laughs> Goodbye.